Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I'll be your host. And in this episode, we're going to answer your questions about Walt Disney World Resort in Florida. I'm joined at the table by our panel of experts, leaning over to take care of things, Client Services Manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Kluse. Hi, everybody. Agent Consultant for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Tracy Heinrichs. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> Dreams Unlimited Travel Agent, Beth Zada. Hello. And back in our production facility, we have our producer, Craig Williams. Hi, hi. Again, thank you, everybody, for joining me. I'm so glad to have extra people at the table today, Beth, because we have some questions. <laughs> so I'm hoping that... I hope they're not all coming to me. Yep, yep everyone. They're all going to you. <laughs> in rapid fire. <laughs> I figured we're going to judge your answers. Well, if I could earn points, we could make a competition. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Beth loves the all trivia, the I understand. Yeah. We should get some alcohol in. Yeah, we should. I think we need those Olympic judging cards. Do you? There's like a scorecard thing on the floor down there. We should use that. All right. Um, these are questions that I have gleamed from uh, you guys either posting on Facebook or um, when we do previous shows and you submitted questions, I've accept, I've kept those for this show and for future shows. Um, I've got a bunch. If we don't get to your question, I apologize. I have kept them for future shows. But let's get started. All right. Our first question. I have never stayed. I lost my question. I've never stayed on Disney property before. Always off site. And I'm not sure where to even start looking at a resort. Finances are concerned, but so is time. We don't want to break the bank, but we also don't want to spend all day on a bus. So where is that sweet spot resort that's not, you know, very, very expensive, but also not, you know, going to be so that you're spending all your time on Disney transportation? Beth? <laughs> well. <laughs> to you. I mean, if you're used to staying off site, you're probably going to want one of the values. But, yeah, you're going to get the transportation. What we like to do is use Lyft or Uber, and that solves wow. the transportation prog- problem. So, yeah, I would say. Does the cost of Lyft and Uber then still keep it inexpensive if you stay at a value? Or does that make it now up into the point of I might as well stay at a moderate? I don't know. That's a good question, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin? That was wrong, first of all. No, I'm kidding. Oh my wrong answer. Okay. No. no. We told her before it started there are no wrong answers. <laughs> so I think, it dep- I think you use it in balance with the Lyft and the Uber. So, for example, in the morning, um, we're often fine to jump on the bus if we were jumping from park to park. I also think the value you choose. I personally find the location of Art of of Animation and Pop Century to be more centrally located to the parks than, say, the Mm All-Stars. The All-Stars, where they are located on property, a little bit closer to Animal Kingdom. Um, And so the bus ride can be a little bit longer from there. Um, So I think that's part of it. Um, But if you wanted something in between, I would think I like the Port Orleans Riverside or French Quarter for that. They're moderate resorts, um, still buses, but again, on location, location on property, you know, a little less of a bus ride. You could always rent a car. Chances are, if you're staying off site, yeah. you were renting a car anyway. Right. Um, if you were staying off site and not renting a car, you've already had nightmare bus transportation. <laughs> and and I, yeah, yeah, and I say that jokingly, but off site shuttles right. are just not the same as the on site. Um, I would also say the buses are not as bad 
as what you would think. I think the time you would save not coming from off-site would balance out that bus ride for you. There's also something else about the buses. Disney is in the process of and continues to improve where the buses drop you off. Like Disney Springs is incredible. The new, although I hate the parking lot at the studios, I think the way they've made it so there's just a bus entrance now makes it so much easier for buses to get from place to place to place. So I think they're working on that. I hate where they leave you off Mm -hmm. in the studios. I would also say that if you're um, off-site, it's not like you're parking in front of the Magic Kingdom. So you're not. there's still time involved because you have to park in the parking lot and take a transportation. Mm -hmm. Right. You either have to take the monorail or the boat, and you have to walk or get the tram. So it's not like, you know, if you're driving from off-site, you're going to park on Main Street. You still have time involved in that. And I think if you take the drive time from your place of where you're staying and include the time that you have to get to the parking lot and park your car and get on another mode of transportation, the buses probably equal out. I I think so. I think, honestly, the best that you could do is getting a pop century or art of animation and then using Uber or Lyft everywhere. You know, if you get a rental car right there, now that you have to pay to park at Disney resorts, you're adding that in and that almost gets up to the price of what it would be for one round trip. So especially if you're only doing one park a day and you're not hitting it times where it's surging, you can most likely still Uber back and forth or Lyft for less money than it would cost just for the parking fee at the resort for the day. So I feel like if you're not constantly doing that around, you can actually get a better deal. The one caveat, as Kevin kind of mentioned, is Magic Kingdom's the one where you have to take the bus there or pay for a minivan because that's the only way you get that quick access. Or uh, have Uber drop you off to a monorail resort. And technically, though, they're cutting down on that, yeah. as they should. Yeah. Um, it causes... Gridlock. Huge traffic backups because of it. Are Uber and Lyft, or Lies Lyft and Mini are the same thing, are they cheaper than the minivans? Yes. yes. Yeah. Lyft is actually pretty much the cheapest, not with minivans. Once you activate the minivan option, a lot more expensive. Lyft will generally have lower rates than Uber will. And on top of that, too, I feel like Lyft is always offering some, some sort, sort of, of discount. 10% discount. Yeah on top of it too so that would be my recommendation we use a combination as well if we don't have a rental car i've talked before we always have a rental car when we're coming the parking made us change that a little bit Mm -hmm. so if we're coming in a trip that we know we're just on property maybe the odd visit off we're now relying we're taking magical express from the airport we're now relying on uber lyft and minivan i may use minivan if i'm going to the magic kingdom because it will drop me off right in the bus loop and pick me up there um i might use um, the one time minivan can come and they can pick you up at your building. So if you're staying, you know, somewhere where your building is far off from the main entrance, they can pick you up at your building. So Uber and Lyft can't do that? No. Oh, I didn't they pick that. you up at the main. You can try to get them to, but it never works. They wow. always go they to the can't main. Ever find and you. they can't yeah. find you. So with minivan, they can pick you up right at your building. If you're staying in a, in, uh, at the campground, they can pick you up at your cabin, drop you off. They also have accessible. So there's times where we'll splurge and use minivan for convenience. Um, but Craig is right. I mean, you can you can manipulate that and, you, and then use the buses sometimes. Like sometimes you're leaving in the middle of the day. We don't care that it's going to take us a little bit longer. We will just take the bus. So we, we try to balance it out. But like Kevin said, if you're used to off-site, and those are the two things that, 
alter my answer to this question. The fact that they're used to offsite and the fact that price is a concern. So if you're used to offsite, you will find this better, even with buses. Even you forget everything we said about Uber and Lyft and you take buses, 80 to 90% of the time, you're going to find the time that you're saving by being off-site or on-site, the fact that you can take Magical Express. So you've eliminated that expense to get to your hotel. Um, the fact that you are now within Disney's transportation system. And I will say they've improved it. We left the Magic Kingdom yesterday. And with the way that they're building the new road and the off-ramps and stuff, we didn't have to go the same route as before. We were back to Art of Animation, I thought, in record oh, time. That's they've also built, I apologize. That's what I was getting at. I think that they're they're really focusing on making it so buses have their own route, their own place where they park, and they can pull in and make it easier and faster. Not only that, but they're they're revamping the roads to have bus only lanes, yes. right. yeah. which are great. Yeah, and my except when you're driving and you're not quite. Even right. when you live you're here, you to think figure it out. This is new. <laughs> it seems like every time we come now, it's different. You're being routed a different way. I cannot wait till it's all done. Um, it's pretty exciting what they're doing. I think it's really going to move traffic in and out better. Um, but if you are used to staying off site, I would say come to the value, put the bus concern on the on the back burner. If you get here and it's a real concern for you and you find that it's affecting your day, you've got options like Uber, Lyft, and minivan. But I think you're going to already find the difference from on site to off as far as time and convenience and things. I think for the most part, most people will find that that's already a benefit. And then look at, you know up in the game the next time if you feel like maybe we'd like somewhere else. This isn't one of the questions. What do you guys think? What's your anticipation of the Skyliner? Are you looking forward to it? I am super excited. Are you really? Yes, I think it's super cool. I think it's super cool, and I'm hesitant. I'm scared. (laughs) I'm thinking, first of all, I get stuck up there. What happens? How many people is it going to take to get me out? Eh, Just be an adventure. Yeah, I'm not big on adventures. (laughs) Have you been Um, on Chubby Boys Don't Dang? Right. Let me put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, I think adventures are are, are a small girl's game. Finding things planned out. I think it's going to be hot. In that, that That's what I'm worried about. I am worried about that as well. And when I look at some of the videos of testing, it seems to move fairly slow. No. no. It's you, flying. It is going okay. so fast. All right. I'm scared. Yeah. Oh, I know. No, they just, they just started testing at full speed as of okay. recording this so maybe early, a day or two ago. So early videos would have been just early tests. Yes. Where it's just, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if it's on the Diz Instagram or if it was just... Something yeah. that was put out, but there is one, and I think, holy moly, that thing is flying! I think it's pretty cool. I think the idea, it it, it just seems so Disney, right? Like, let's get right. ahead of this. We have this. The let's think outside of the so box cool. to fix this transportation issue. And I think it's going to be interesting to see what it does to the resorts. I think we're going to see a new class of resorts. I know everyone talks about safety with it, and that's always a concern. That's Disney's number one concern, is they will tell you any single time in the world where you ask. Uh, I cannot drive on property anymore without seeing some sort of accident happening every single time. So right there, I think you're more likely to get in a car accident or a bus accident by driving around on property than you will ever be in terms of something happening on one of these gondolas. I'm not concerned about safety. I I, maybe blindly, I trust Disney to take care of my safety to the best of their ability. Um, For me, it's I'm worried about comfort inside. I'm worried about how many people are going to be in there. How hot is it going to be? That concerns me. I also con- I'm concerned about 
pickup and drop locations. How convenient are these going to be? Am I going to be dropped at a station that's, you know, so the little things like that. But overall, I would say I'm excited. As far as uh, Epcot and the studios go, I think those locations those are good. prime. Yeah, they're very yeah. close. I mean, yeah, really at, close. Yeah, Caribbean Beach, I'm not quite sure yeah. where that's going to be. Right. Yeah. That's far in away. In relation if to you, where you're going to be staying. If you look yeah. to where they're building it, it's at the far end of that property. Yeah. That's going to be quite All you have to do is look on Google for that that thing where people were in a gondola at a ski resort. <laughs> However, that and it was stopped, like... And it stopped. First it stopped, and then it got going like 60 miles an hour and was like throwing people off into the snowbank. Crashed into each other. They crashed into each other. And I think to myself, you know something? Everything works great until it doesn't. Yeah, but that was like Sven's ski resort. Doesn't matter. In Sweden that <laughs> Doesn't matter. Really maintained. Chubby boys don't dangle All from right. stuff. I bet they were hot. I'm going <laughs> to. Right. They were that is, um, I, I, you know what it is? It's the unknown. It's the unknown. I'm going to try it. I'm going to let Tracy and Craig. <laughs> and and Kevin's going to follow you in the car. Right. Just stay underneath <laughs> me in case I need to parachute out. Beth and I are not allowed to ride together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. You have to load by sails. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We did that one fam, and you were all on the bus, yeah. and I got to text John. We were in an accident, and I went, "Oh my god, the, the business is ruined." <laughs> what are we going to do? That was the first time you made the rule that Beth and I couldn't travel exactly. on the same transportation. We were just talking about that yesterday when we were at the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> John, we're on the bus, and we got into an accident. Oh my god! I can't believe it. <laughs> all right, we're moving on to our next question. I'm confused about booking fast passes in advance. Can I book all of them for my entire length of stay, or do I have to check back each day as I enter the 60-day mark? Beth has this. Yes. You can book them all for your entire stay. You say, that's not like a I Tracy answer. She said yes, and I thought, she's not good at this radio right. thing. <laughs> <laughs> she's nodding her head. <laughs> yeah. So as the first day of your trip is 60 days out, you can do it for the length of stay of your entire trip. Yes. Is there any limitations to that? Is there a certain number of days that you can do it? Like, is that 10 days like dining? Okay, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> when she makes that face, delete. I don't know that I've come across that. I don't know. Well, I mean, I think that it's... I think it's just, is it depends on your ticket. So I guess it would be 10 days because right. oh, yeah, that's right. longer than a 10-day ticket. So That's right. Because it may depend on your ticket, right? Exactly. All right. So, yeah, so you can do them all at once. So get those in there. Our next question. That was a nice short one. Our next question. What is the best resort for a multi-generational family trip? We will be 10 total with grandparents, parents, and children of all ages. Hmm. Um, Polynesian. Really? I just pulled that it out. It depends on the budget is what I was saying. Yeah, I mean, the problem with a lot of these questions is we don't know the full background, so it's hard for us to really advise you. I would say as far as if you want people to have space but also be near each other, I would say consider something like Old Key West. You know, I think that has a, a great deal of opportunity for multiple people to stay in one room. Saratoga Springs is the same yeah, way. Things like that, for sure. If you have the budget, a bungalow. You know, at the Polynesian, things like that are good for, for bigger families. But also, you don't know what their aim is. Is your aim, I want everybody to stay in their own room and have their own thing? Or do you want everybody to be interacting right. together on a phone? Everybody in their own room is going to make a happier trip. I suggest you don't only count beds you need, you count bathrooms you need. Mm. 
people underestimate how many bathrooms they need with a big group. Um, so if you're staying, for example, in an art of animation family suite, it will sleep six with two bathrooms. It's a value resort. And four of those six people are sleeping on pullout right. sofas. So you need to think about that. Um, you also need to think about your family. I know for my family, we all need our own room. <laughs> Um, we need our own space, and I think that's a good thing for most families. Um, I know sometimes, you know, I know Beth has stayed with her family, like in a two-bedroom. You know, at one of the, the like you had talked about, one of the DVC, DVC resorts. Um, the nice thing about that is that you've got central places to gather. What I have had families do is book a one-bedroom, so they've got the living room and kitchen, and then the rest of the family members are in maybe a studio or, or something else. So they still have their own space, but they have a central gathering area. Um, we so travel that's... with another couple and a single person, and we go to Lani and we get a three-bedroom. We, we make a pot of our DVC points, and we share a three-bedroom. But it's three bedrooms and three bathrooms, but right. you share communal space. So everybody has their own right. personal space. Um, I do want to say at Disney, you think, well, if we're all in one, it's going to be less expensive. That is not true. Um, not you will all. get three rooms at just about every hotel for less money than you would get a three bedroom. Hmm. Um, you will get um, two rooms at a value for less money than you'll get a family suite. Also, if you're paying cash for a DVC property, these usually go fast to the DVC owners. So the likelihood of you getting something like the bungalow or... It's a, hard to get those. Yeah, the Grand rooms. Villa and bungalow are rare to get. Two right. bedrooms are pretty common. We can usually get two bedrooms if booked early enough. Um, and there are people who want those and that's what they want. They want the kitchen. They want the space. I find especially parents traveling with really, really young children, um, you know, toddlers or infants, you know, if the budget allows, they like the space that that provides. What I'm saying is don't think you're doing that to save money because you're not. It sounds like you should. But it's not. Like, you could probably get three rooms at the Riverside for what a two-bedroom at Old Key West is going to cost you. That's also true on Disney Cruise Line. I'm going to Craig. Well, I think the one overlooked one is the cabins because they can sleep a lot of people and they also have communal space. If you can get two cabins side by side, then you also then – you kind of like have your own little block, like a Mm -hmm. little neighborhood thing where families, they can get a little bit of separation, but then they can also – come together if they choose to you know some can go in the woods too i i mean i've i've been in one of those cabins before when it's packed with eight nine people so So it's the cabin sleep six um what have you been doing right (laughs) like when people are just hanging out and relaxing you can still get people in there so the cabins do sleep six i find they're more conducive to families than they are couples because the bedroom has a queen bed and a set of bunk beds, and then there's a pull-out sofa in the, in the living room, and back-to-back, they have one bathroom. So the cabin has one bathroom but can sleep up to six people, um, and it's priced somewhere between moderate deluxe, so it is a good option for a lot of people. Um, but just keep in mind, a lot of people come to us and they think we're all going to stay together to right. save money. And There's that famous thing where people say, I have a group. Right. You know, what can I save? Yeah. Not, yeah. Is Disney, I'm, we're going to get four rooms. Is Disney going to give us a discount? Right. No. That doesn't happen. doesn't happen. We've been focusing on the room and the accommodations. I think another thing to think about with a multi-generational family is location on Absolutely. Disney property because you might have, 
you know, mom and the kids and, and dad want to go to a theme park and the grandparents might not. So look for ways that are maybe more central right. that people can go and do their own thing and, and then come we back. We used to stay off site all the time. Um, you know, Ben and I, sometimes my, my sister and her family and my parents, and we would rent a villa and we would stay off site. Um, finally, one trip we were going to treat ourselves and we went on site and we stayed at Pop Century. And it was like a whole new world open to us because we didn't all have to arrive and leave at the same time. We didn't all come in the same car. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have to keep everybody at the park from open to close. We could go back, you know, in the middle of the day. If grandma and grandpa had enough by noon, you know, they could go back. If my sister and her family wanted to go to a different park, they, it was just easier. All of a sudden, we felt like it made for better family trips because everybody had their own flexibility to come and gr- go. You know, someone's not being passive aggressive. No. Oh, I'll stay as long as you want. Right. When you well, know if you really... still want to stay, we'll stay. Right. And if there's only one guy with the keys, everybody's kind of, right. right? So we found that it gave us better flexibility. And so I think there's a lot. I think Disney is fantastic for a multi-generation family with the transportation op- options within property. I think it's a great, just like a cruise is, I think it's right. a great trip for... And depending on the resort, sometimes the resort itself is a nice place to hang out. Right. So if you're going yep. and not everybody wants to go to a park, let's go someplace like the boardwalk or someplace right. where you can enjoy activities there. All right. Our next question. What are your personal must-dos at Walt Disney World? So when you guys come, you come quite a bit. What's the, like the thing you say to yourself, I really have to ride this ride or I have to see this show or eat in this restaurant? Beth will have this list. Well, seriously, <laughs> Jelly Rolls, Rosen Crown Pub, Tune In Lounge. Why? Oh, I see a pattern. Don't you see a pattern? Brown Derby Lounge. No, those are our must-dos. We eat now. Beth, this isn't a show. This is an intervention. <laughs> now that we here. don't have kids with us, we <laughs> like to check out these. Lounges and those are the must-dos for us. Here's we the like deal: to hang out. And- a lot of people who are coming to Disney World enjoy a libation. So or four, four. two. <laughs> for us, it's we often don't have an attraction must-do. Um, we feel that we come enough that if there is a longer wait for something, we don't have to. We, Chris and I, love just being in a park. We can. We love going to the Magic Kingdom just to be there. Um, often when we come each trip, it's usually for a purpose. So if, you know, maybe, hey, we really wanted to do the after-hours party at Magic Kingdom, maybe that's the purpose. Or maybe it's a certain restaurant. We love eating at Via Napoli. We try to fit that in whenever we can. Um, often it's just stuff like that. Or like maybe we're coming for, we came down for the arts festival. It might be because it's um, flower and garden or food and wine. So that's the focus. We find our trips are more about that. And then the attractions kind of scatter in around it when something new opens. So of course we're interested Um, as people who've, you know, been a lot. We're always interested in doing something new. We love every trip trying to do something, see something that we've never done before. And usually we can figure something out. Um, but I find, and I think our answers are not fair just because we do get to come. We're fortunate. We get to come a lot. So we have the luxury of saying that line's too long. We'll wait till the next time. So when I did visit, when I, we did vacation rather than living here, my thing was Splash Mountain. Was it? It was like, if I don't ride Splash Mountain, that's not a vacation. Right. And Chris's is Haunted Mansion. You know, so. And mine was It's a Small World. Yeah. yeah. Tower of Terror. Must yeah. do. Yes. Correct Toy Story remember. Mania for me, if I had to pick one. It's my favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. Craig, what about you? 
My my one attraction. So it's be attraction sense. could be a meal, could be a mm. experience. Gosh, no, that's hard. I mean, just stepping foot in Magic Kingdom. Like, I could never imagine coming here and not doing that, just in general. I'll talk about Disneyland instead. Okay. Because at Disneyland, I'm a tourist. Right. Here, I'm a local. We vacation more at Disneyland than, right, be a local. If we go to Disneyland, it's more of a vacation than if we go to a park here. Oftentimes here, it has to do with work. So I would say one of the things that I can't go to Disneyland without doing is going in their art gallery. Hmm. Yeah, that's I, I could have a mile long list with Disneyland. Getting corn dogs, getting uh, chimichangas, having a margarita. Is this the grass is always greener type of thing? No, it's just those? that I think I, I approach Disneyland as a vacation. Right. I don't vacation at Walt Disney World anymore. I first of all, it has to do with what I do for a living. But I live, we live seventeen miles away from Disney World. When I used to come here, I had a whole list. I mean, there were things, and you had to kind of do them in order. Um, yep. I think now I would look at Disneyland. I, you didn't do them in order. It was like, oh, threw off everything. Right. Um, for me in Disneyland, it's eating at Catal. Mm-hmm. We have to eat at Catal every time we go. We love that place. So, so I've also grown to love the um, the lounge at Napa Rose. Mm. As opposed to dining there, having snacks or lunch or a dinner were there. I enjoy that. So there are things that... I consider a must-do, but I consider them in Disneyland only because that's right. where – when we're there, we're traveling. What about Alani? Because that's our favorite destination mm. among a lot of people at this table. What's your must-do at Alani? Breakfast at Ama Ama. Mm. Love breakfast at Ama Ama. We were just talking about that. The Thai shrimp rolls at the grab and go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love them. Being able to go down the hall in my pajamas and tell you I'm quitting. That was my favorite moment. <laughs> oh, Alani. That is her must-do on a cruise trip. release day. <laughs> <laughs> Went down barefoot and all in her pajamas. <laughs> bam, pajamas. bam, bam! <laughs> what? I quit. <laughs> That's it. I'm quitting. Um. Oh God. There's I. There's a few things I look forward to at Alani. Um, we love. I, it's the only place in the world I sit on the beach and love it. I we love going to um, shave ice in Halieva. Matsumoto. Matsumoto. I like sitting by the adult quiet pool mm-hmm. and hanging out by the bar. Mm-hmm. And I don't drink. Yeah. Kevin likes it and have, he likes to have them bring him drinks in unusual containers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, this comes in a pineapple. <laughs> like, okay, it's $40. I don't care, Can I get it the Diet Coke in the pineapple? <laughs> <laughs> Beth, have you been to Alani? I have, but it's been many years. We did a fam, right? Yes. Was that your time in Alani? Yeah. I would want to get the cabana, though, yeah. if I go back. I love Those getting the cabana. Like cabanas um, awesome. We've done it a couple times, and we love it. I know these guys are kind of, eh. Yeah, they, our favorite, they were indifferent but... to it. But for us, oh, having the day spending yeah. the cabana, I love it. I don't spend the day at the pool. Yeah. Hey, for us, it's let's go down for a couple hours. Right, right. Have lunch by the pool and come back. I don't spend a whole day there. Yeah, and so, that's what our cabana days, we spend the whole day there. Yeah. And that's why we love it, that we can put stuff in the safe. We can have drinks. We can go down to the beach if we want and come that's back. That's because you get a studio. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's true. Right? So you know, if you spent yeah. more money and had more room, you'd probably stay there. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I, Adelani, I, there's... 
as I said, breakfast at Ama Ama, and I, I love the stuff at the grab and go and having lunch by the pool. I think there are other things outside of Alani that we do every time. Um, we used to go to Leonard's for Malasadas mm. until we find out that there's a Leonard's truck right. much closer. Right. <laughs> Malasadas. Mm. All right, let's move on because I'm getting hungry. Um, our next question. I have been to Walt Disney World many times, but I've never done the online check-in. Really. Do you recommend it? Does it really save you time? What info will I need to check in online? We're going to debate this. Yeah, Tracy and I can fight about this one. Oh, okay. That's interesting. We have different points of view. I thought you were both going to say the same thing. Always, always do the online check-in. Always, always. Okay. I I think it's great. They text you your room. You don't even have to visit the front desk. It's perfect. Right that now is. with the new policy, if you have to put a credit card in, you don't even have to go and put yeah. a credit card on your room they don't, anymore. They don't even see you. You don't have to deal with the waiting, the check-in, the anticipation of that. Just straight to your room. It's great. Love it. If it's ready. If it's ready. What? <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> Tracy wins. <laughs> I would well, agree. Don't show up at 9 o'clock and right. we'll be ready. I agree. I do online check-in sometimes as well. The times when I think it's not a good idea, if you're very specific about your room request, like we people often want us to make room requests for them, and we put them on the reservation and then say our prayers every night that they actually make it to the resort. Yeah. Um, so if you're very specific about room location, for some people it's anxiety-driven that they wouldn't be able to, you know, they get their room number and then they don't like that room. So if you have very specific room requests, I think checking in in person, you have a better chance of discussing that with somebody mm-hmm. um, as somebody from another country, you have to go to the front desk anyway to get your magic bands. Um, they're not shipped to you in advance. So you're going to the desk anyway. You, you can check in while you're there kind of thing. Um, so I think I don't, you know, I do it when it's convenient, but there are times like when we took the dog to the riverside, we have to check in with him anyway. Yeah. So, you know, I just think it's kind of how I feel a little bit about cruises. Sometimes I'm like, let's check in advance and get it done. And sometimes like, who cares? Let's go to the desk and check in. It doesn't really, it's not a big deal for me. Right. What information do people need if they are going to use the online check-in? Their arrival, departure times, their credit card. The periodic table. (laughs) (laughs) So basic information that they're going to know anyway. And they'll ask them all through that through my Disney experience. Um, so they'll check in through their My Disney experience and the questions required. And they'll take, you know, home address and contact information and email and stuff like that. So it's all set up. Um, but as I've mentioned before that we're down here over the winter. So I like checking in online. I like getting my room number as I'm pulling, you know, and I can go right to my building as opposed to going to the front desk first and finding out what that is. So there's definitely advantages to checking in online. There's just some situations where... I can see why people don't want to do it. Can you do it on your phone? Is it easy on your phone? Well, you could do it through um, My Disney Experience. Yeah. So through the, can you check in through the app? I think you can. The app is so glitchy. It's best to oh do my it. God. I cannot tell you how many computer. people are complaining about so the app. What I tend to do, even if I'm on my phone, I still more often than not go to the website instead of the app. If I'm in park, I tend to use the app more. Um, but if I'm doing any planning or dining or anything prior to being here, I almost always go to the website. I just that explain. wasn't the death match I was hoping for. Yeah, really. <laughs> We're pals. We're buds. That's as, that's as, uh, as deep disagreement as, as we get. <laughs> All right, our next question. I can save a significant amount of money if I fly in one day early for my vacation. 
but I don't want slash need to pay for a full day on my package with dining. What do you recommend for my pre-night? Uh, a room only on-site reservation, off-site somewhere for one night. It looks to me like they're looking to save money. Mm-hmm. But I also think that convenience is a part of it too, right? I mean, you can stay out on one ninety two for thirty nine bucks or something. But then you've got to pay that transportation costs, right? Right. So I would say stay on, stay on. And time is money. Get a separate room only reservation. Yep. So there's a couple ways you could get a room only reservation at a cheaper resort. So you could still use Magical Express to get to your resort and then go to the package resort the next day. Or you could try to book the same room type on a room only as your package. You may or may not be able to stay in the same room because it's two reservations. So you will have to check out and check back in again. I can say I've done it before and probably 99% of the time I've been able to stay in the same room because they want that too. They don't want to have to totally remake a room. But there is that off chance. Um, But a couple other options. Sometimes we get in late at night and we stay at the airport hotel. Mm, I was going to ask about that. So we'll stay at the Hyatt at the airport and then just take Magical Express in in the morning or rent a car if that's what we're doing. Um, if you were staying off-site somewhere, I would only do that in an airport hotel. I wouldn't do it on 192. Mm. Are you fly with wrong with 192? Well, because you have transportation costs. Oh, if, you stayed in the, if you stayed in an airport hotel, you can take their free shuttle usually to the just hotel. Walk right downstairs and right, and then luggage. yeah. Well, um, you're finding a decent pricing at the Hyatt? Is it worth it price-wise? You know, I, it used to always be, but lately I've had a couple of clients come to me and book their cruise line pre-night because all of a sudden it's $400 a night. Yeah, it's gone up. I don't know why. I used to stay there all the time when I came down for wow, shows, and often I could get a rate for around, you know, 2 240 a night, um, sometimes less. But lately... They've been three, four hundred dollars a night. So I don't know what's happening there. I don't know if they've just been full, and that's just the rack rate. Um, but I think you should be able to. I mean, I wouldn't be staying at the Hyatt for more than two twenty, two fifty a night. Mm-hmm. And outside of that, there's not enough convenience. I'd be looking at. There's a ton of airport hotels a few minutes off the airport. They all have free shuttles. So you could take a shuttle over there. I'm, and I'm thinking late at night. Like yeah. if I was arriving in the morning or midday. I wouldn't be staying in an airport yeah, hotel. Property, I'd, then you can go to Disney Springs. Right. And, I'd yeah, be staying at a value or something. This sounds to me like the you know coming in the night before just to save money means you're coming in probably after work, so right. it's in the evening and right. you're not planning on. Yeah, so you can do you know you can do a room only, and many of my clients who are staying, especially in deluxe resorts, will do a room only and a value that first day. We're going to do two more because I think we're all getting. Punchy. Time for a break. Um, we've been doing a couple shows before this one, so um, blah 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 blah. Which one do I want to? Do? I'm having trouble getting a specific dining reservation for my trip. I keep checking, hoping for a cancellation, but none have come up. What advice can you give to help me get this reservation? Will they come up automatically if someone cancels, or is it a certain time of day that they appear back in the system? What's the trick for getting a reservation that you can't get? Keep checking. Just keep checking. So you don't say like, all right, 2 o'clock in the morning, you think they're going to pop back in. It's just whenever they cancel, they come back in. Typically they do. I find availability I find availability tends to be better first thing in the morning or really late at night. But I got to tell you, don't sweat a reservation. If your whole trip is, weighing, is waiting on one dining reservation – 
we, we hear from clients like that and it's just not that important. And I'll tell you, we, I never book in advance and the stuff that we can get, we were looking last night for somewhere for dinner. So we just pulled up and started looking at dining that was available last night. We could have eaten at four different character meals. So they were there now, probably a week ago, they would have shown not available right. because the cancellation policy is 24 days prior. We find that a lot opens up hours. 24 hours, not 24 days. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, 27 days. <laughs> yeah, 24 hours, not 24 days. But we find because of that, I mean, be our guest is going to be hard to get no matter what um, for dinner. Even when they made a two credit, it didn't make a big difference. Um, so there's always going to be some Ohana is always hard to get for dinner mm-hmm. for whatever reason. But there is no magic. We don't have any magic access. I know sometimes people think that we have access to something they don't. I would tell you that if you have a larger party, and you've got a reservation you really want to go to if you split the party yes. in half. Yes. That and sometimes tab- even in thirds. Two tables of four is yep. easier than one table of eight. Right. Yep. Try to keep it the same size, though. Otherwise, the times won't mesh. So two, par- two parties of four rather than a five and a three because that's going to give you different times. Right. And if you do end up with different times, say you're off by 15, 20 minutes, sh- everybody show up together a little bit before the first time. Let them know you're together. And they'll usually the restaurants are are much more accommodating than the system allows. Right, because you're there physically at the place right. where it happens. It's not some computer that says, right. "Oh, I have four spots, but you want five. No. I would also yeah. say that if you're here and haven't gotten it, stop at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Mm. That, as you said, you're yeah. dealing with a computer system as opposed to people who can actually. Make things happen for you. We went to, we had a Chefs de France reservation for something, and it was, we arrived at an hour and a half early or something. Traffic, there was no traffic. There was, it was easy. We just got over there, and we just told them that we had a reservation for an hour and a half later, and could we be put on a wait list? And they were like, come on, we've got room for you now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The logistics of the actual restaurant are way different. Um, okay, let's do one more. Uh, keeping in line of food. I read a lot of conflicting information on whether the dining plan is worth the money or not. I know that there are a lot of factors, but what do most of the people you send to Walt Disney World say about the dining plan? Do they think it's worth it or not when they come back? What plan is the best if you're not sure if you even want the dining plan? Beth and I have been doing this a long time. Beth, even longer than me. Like before Jesus, no. <laughs> her social security number is two. No, her her yeah. dreams agent number is two. Yeah. <laughs> and I, we both have a lot of repeat clients. Um, I would say the majority of my clients that go with the dining plan continuously Continue go with it. the dining plan. Majority. Once they've had it, um, I find it's a harder convince for new people mm-hmm. than it is for those that have already done it. Those have already done it almost always will come back. And the the times that they don't, it's because they'll say, you know, this time we're renting a car and we're going to do other stuff in the area. So we're not going to be there, you know, do all of our meals on site. Um, I would say a large percentage of them come back the next time with a higher dining plan than they had the last time. So, you know, if they had quick service the next time, they're like, no, we want the next one. And it's my repeat clients that tend to do deluxe more. Yes. Than all of my clients. Well, and I think that, you says probably a lot about, that says a lot about it because then someone who's actually done it then decides that it's worth it to do it again. 
I think the problem with the new people to it is they spend too much time thinking about it. They spend too much time calculating it, looking at menu prices, thinking about how much my family's going to eat and how much they're not. And I think there's an intangible in the calculation because of the convenience. You know, we're here and we've, our last couple of vacations, we've had dining plan. And now when Chris and I come for just a day or two, we don't. We spent $50 for dinner last night at Art of Animation at Quick Service. And it wasn't even hard to do. And there was no alcohol involved. Like, it just wasn't yeah. even hard to do. Food on Disney property is expensive. Right. And, and I think a lot of new people don't realize that, too. They look at that price per night, and it sounds high until you really start looking at menus and see how expensive everything yeah. really is. It's not your Applebee's prices. It's right. very expensive. Right. You can't compare the dining plan prices to what it costs you at home to go out and eat because it's not the same. You're here. You're going to have to pay Disney prices, whether it's a dining plan or not. I think for some new people as well, there's a lot of confusion around the dining plan, so it feels easier not to do it. I think people also believe with the dining plan, um, they're going to be very restricted on what they can order. They're going to have a special menu or they're going to have, it's going to be hard to figure out. So I also think for that reason, those that have already done it have a comfort level with it. The thing I read the most, and I'm always surprised about this, is people say, well, I don't eat a lot or I don't eat a lot at one meal. You're not getting a huge amount of food. You know, if you're getting a sit down restaurant and you're ordering off the menu, you get a normal portion of food. I hear the biggest the biggest complaint I ever hear about the Disney dining plan or the deluxe dining plan is that it's too much food, too much food. And it takes up a lot of your day. I think it is. Uh, it can be. And we've noticed it too, when we've been on it sometimes, but I think the deluxe dining plan has a place. And I feel that those who f- think that way are those who try to maximize it with three meals a day sitting down and you can't, it's no, just too just much. Can't. I think the deluxe dining plan works well for people who want to do signature. Um, I have a particular client and it's somebody we all know. We've all traveled with them. And when he books the deluxe dining plan for his family, they do a sit-down breakfast and they do a signature dining for dinner. That's their three meal credits a day. Um, in that case, they don't feel it's too much food. They get their breakfast to start the day. Breakfast is more than enough to carry them through lunch. They've got a couple snacks throughout the day. And then at dinner, they're doing a nice restaurant. Mm-hmm. They're all adults. I didn't mean that I didn't think it was a good value. No, no, I no, think no. I was talking about what he was talking about, about the, uh, what too much read, food. Yeah, we read it you know, on the boards and things like that. Where people well, say, it is. Oh, if you do the three is. meals a day, it is too much food. Right, you can't do three and meals And the other a day. thing yeah. we find, too, with the deluxe, uh, the last time we did it, actually, Beth and I were on a vacation together. Um, with the deluxe, you get an appetizer included in your meal. And what we found was appetizers were all share size. So if I get an appetizer on a cruise, it's portioned to my mm-hmm. meal. It's an individual size. We found at Disney, yeah. because appetizers are share size for those that are paying for them, each one of us was getting a share size appetizer. <laughs> So in that had, pizza, it was like this. Share, right. share as in the, the singer from Turn Back Time, share size or <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Oh. <laughs> eject, eject. Uh-huh. Okay, we're gonna have to speed this along. You gotta go to the restroom. No, we're, I'm hungry now. <laughs> we're talking about food. Just, so, I want to get the last part of that question. If they're they've never done it and they're worried about doing it, would you suggest they started with a quick service, or do you think just do the regular dining plan? I think it depends. Depends on how how you do the parks. If you're on the go, 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 commando, want to do rides, you don't want to be wasting time. Get the quick service. 
and you're covered. If you have kids that want to do character meals, you need the other one. Because it's only going to take a couple character meals to make up the difference in cost. Do you want to stop and be served? Or do right. you want to eat a cheeseburger? Yeah, like most people want a nice family dinner at the end of the day. You don't right. want to be having counter service. So then the Disney and that, plan And the is other good. thing is, talking about too much food, is that at a lot of locations in Disney, character meals, dinner shows, some other locations, you're paying a price per person no matter how much you eat. So the dining plan helps to cover that price. And there's that intangible I was talking about. For me, it is once I'm on vacation, I'm in vacation mode. I'm not worried about it. If my kid wants to order a steak that I know he's not going to eat, I've already paid for the dining plan. I don't care. Uh, I'm not worried about value of it once I'm here. I've seen Benny. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen Ben now. You didn't see 10-year-old Benny. 10-year-old Ben was a lot pickier. Um, but if you, you – know, I just love that vacation mode. And I talked about that on my last cruise too with Chris was because we didn't have all the extra perks with the with the drink package and the gratuities paid and the Wi-Fi, I hated having to put that money out all the time. Mm. It probably didn't cost me anymore, but there was just something about not having to worry about it while I was here. On our next Celebrity Cruise, we actually did something we don't usually do. We bought a dining package in advance. Mm. First Royal of all, Caribbean. Royal Caribbean. Sorry. Our next Royal Caribbean Cruise. And we figure that if we use it the way we think we're going to use it, we'll definitely save money. But also we think it's going to help with our cruise because it's just like, okay, we can go here. Let's just go here and eat. Right. So it's a, a, a factor in the cost of anything We also is were offered uh, – they offered a good rate on it. Yeah. They offered a yeah, promotional yeah. rate on and it. as long right. as we went to at least a couple, we knew we were going to get make our yeah. money either even or back. So, yeah, I think that – I think that also the other thing too is – there's a lot of talk on the internet, especially the boards and stuff, where people then pick it apart. Right. And you think you can't really go and say, well, what is your experience? What is my experience? Because everyone's experience is going to be different. And people will say, well, we share meals. We don't like to. But we've seen that. I saw that with Beth and her daughter. Sometimes we were at a restaurant where it was all all the cart, not a per person charge. And they shared one meal. So like they, between the appetizer and the main, they shared it. Nobody says that you have to use two credits each. Right. You know, so they were able to maximize theirs that way. I think that's a fallacy out there. People think, well, I, we have a sit down, so everyone has to use their credits for the right. sit down. And you only have to do that if it's a per person charge. Right. If you're ordering from the menu, you tell them what you're using. I also think if you're going to sit there and look at those menus and think, well, I'll order this and I'll order this and I'll order this to get the best value. You're going to make yourself crazy. And you're going to kill yourself on gratuities. Right. Yes. I did that one trip. I ordered something. Uh, we were at the boathouse. And I ordered something because I could, because it was included in my dining plan. It ended up that the gratuity value was almost more than the lobster roll I would have ordered. So you, you can get caught up in that, too. It's a game. But I think if you're already uh, on the boards, like people will count you know, look at menus and dollars and stuff. I don't know dollars and cents. Every single person would come out even or ahead on the dining plan. I think it's more of a bigger picture than that. Just my two cents worth. Excellent. Great. Thank you guys very much for helping me answer these questions. Thank you everybody at home for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week and we hope you have a great vacation.